But right now we go to what is trending out there in the um, Twitter sphere. Hashtag Senza Mayua Trial. Hashtag Musia. Hashtag Advocate Tefo. So this has been making the rounds. You you open up your uh, timeline, uh, your Twitter feed, and all you get to see is this sensational story about uh, the soccer star and his untimely death and the after effects of it. So the defense lawyer yesterday, Advocate Malisela Tefo, accusing state witness Sergeant Tabo Musia of being evasive when asked that the crime was not tampered with, Monsieur eventually conceded that it was the case. How is this all being received out there in the public domain? Welcome, Lorato. Always good having you. As always, you've got your finger on the pulse. Good morning, Zion. Good morning to the listeners. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you so much. So this story, we know, has, uh, has captured Mzanzi, where we all are glued, uh, especially with the trial, especially with seeing, uh, you know, the, uh, the in-court drama, and not even related to the case, related to uh, everything surrounding this. Where do you pick this up from? So, so I, I, and I guess uh, it was always going to be, uh, you, you know, all South Africans were always going to be glued up. You know, if you remember, or at least go back to the Oscar trial, you know, because of Oscar was such a famous sports personality. And even in this case, again, you know, uh, that kind of interest, both from South Africans mm. and uh, and inter- international audiences, right? But what has now almost gotten us, you know, uh, to a different space, and when you look at the chat up on, on social media in particular, has been a number of the non-related issues when it comes to uh, you know the marital itself you remember the last time uh, uh, advocate before was arrested uh, you know in court and and uh, even the chief justice had to, had expressed that it was unbecoming of the police to have to have done it that way and 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 therefore you know whenever the case was going to return to to court it was going to be some you, you know some sort of uh, uh, or there would be a lot of interest. Mm. And the, the case returned to court on, on Monday. Uh, there was uh, high drama, you know, with relating to uh, the, the producers of the Netflix documentary. Mm. And, and yesterday, uh, you, you know, now with uh, uh, Sergeant Musia continuing with, with his, uh, you know, as, as, as the first, first witness, and a number of things again uh, advocate therefore was able to was able to to at least show up one was you know trying to prove to prove him or at least uh, put uh, cast him as a an unreliable uh, unreliable witness it did not help that uh, you know the demeanor of uh, sergeant musia itself was n- not that you know you know somebody who was open uh, forthcoming with information, particularly that is an officer of the law, uh, and and I guess you know th- that's when it gave an op- a window of opportunity to uh, advocate before to then uh, you know raise issues of his he may be protecting the the South African police services because he knows that there were things that were were not done wrong. Uh, you know, one arriving up four hours late as a forensic expert arriving four hours later at a at the crime scene. But if you, if you ask every any South African who has uh, experienced a crime, whether it's in their homes, 
at work or even, you know, on the road. Mm. Uh, forensic experts always take forever, you know. So in mm. fact, in some instances, uh, people when the people are supposed to collect fingerprints, they even arrive the following day, right? Uh, uh, so, 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 in my view, that was not that. That is not something new. And because I've experienced uh, at least one or two burglaries myself, and I've seen how long forensic uh, the, exper- the forensic experts would take to arrive at the scene. But of course, uh, you know, advocating for defending, uh, you know, as a defense lawyer, mm. had to then, you know, play to the gallery uh, in terms of raising raising such issues. So the contention between, if I understand this correctly, Malesela and Mosia, centered around how, like you said, the SAPS forensic expert found the uh, uh, Foslerus-based Kumalo house where Meiwa had been shot was when the senior officer who called him didn't give the address as well. There's like so yes. many twists and turns and plots here. It, 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 it keeps, like, you feel like the goalpost... Uh, no pun intended, keeps moving. No, 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 absolutely they, they do. And and I guess, uh, you, you know, for, so one, when Sergeant Musia read his statement in, into the record, uh, he, advocate Tifo was then able to pick up on, you know, some of the, the inconsistencies, uh, but also, you know, like in, 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 some, in some cases where subs now seem to be the one that is, in court and not necessarily Sergeant Musia, who is testifying, uh, you know, in a case where he's supposed to be providing evidence, uh, and, and and you know he was almost creating a a scenario such that subs is incompetent and not necessarily Sergeant Musia. Of course, then the evidence, or at least as far as the issue around arriving late at, at, at the scene. Uh, not you know saying that in his opinion when when he was now referring to to to, to the firearm right uh, whether it was a revolver uh, and 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 the likes and and he, his advocate Tifo was really raising the, the issues around eight years later surely uh, the the detail must be a lot clearer than uh, my opinion is particularly that there was an investigating officer, or at least there has been a number of investigating officers that had been assigned uh, to to to, uh, to the case uh, as far as we, we, are, we are concerned now. Sure. Mm. And, you know, for me, Lerato, is uh, being a mother myself, I can only imagine what Senzo Mayua's mother is going through, uh, you know, in Tombi Futi Mayua, dealing with all of these twists and turns in her son's murder case. And uh, on top of that, there's also personal issues that she was dealing with. I, I saw a story uh, how the uh, Orlando Pirates goalie mom narrated how she was robbed by men posing as cops. So you can understand why a company like Netflix and production houses have pitched up to... You couldn't have written this script anyway. No, 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 absolutely not. Uh, and, 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 you know, when, when, when you have people who have had to agonize for almost close to eight years because they have not seen justice and they've just been asking why is it taking so long one to be, you know at least apprehend uh, uh, people that are said to, to be alleged uh, uh, perpetrators secondly when they appear in court why does it take so long for for you know for, for the case to sit uh, it, it, it takes a, it takes toll on one particularly that, you know, Senko's mom is not a spring chicken. Uh, she, she's likely to, you know, any any kind of ailment that she suffers, whether it's 
health-wise, emotional or spiritual. Uh, she, she was always going to be prone to, to you know, some uh, some attack of some sort. Of course, uh, you then have people who, you know, as she has indicated, that people were, were taking advantage of, uh, of, of her presenting themselves as the police. And these are people that, understandably so, they would be open to any kind of help. The fact that they had to go to uh, Afri Forum to seek help. Mm. So, so if the police were pitching up and saying, we, we are people that, oh, somebody presented themselves as, as the police, they are likely to open their door because all that they are seeking is justice. And anything that gets them closer to justice quicker, they are then likely to be, to, you know, to, to, to be open. And, and, and I guess, uh, you know, it, it's one of those that uh, suppose she had not opened it, it was the real police. It would have, you know, delayed uh, 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 justice. And I guess it's now just a matter of uh, vigilance uh, on, on her part, on the family's part. Uh, but, 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 you know, once, once again, Zai, uh, this is this is not new, right? Mm. We've seen a number of cases where people have, uh, you know, uh, presented themselves as traffic cops, mm. robbing robbing people, uh, and 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 th- that's something that the South African police services has to deal with, you know, uh, where they don't have their uniforms stolen, people presenting themselves uh, as police officials, and and uh, be all of us being vulnerable to something like this. Mm. For me, Lerato, the big uh, turn yesterday was when uh, advocate uh, Malisa Latefo revealed the contents of a second police docket, which suggested that the goalkeeper died instantly at the crime scene. We didn't know that yes. prior to this. Uh, remember, uh, and again, that is why I guess Monday was such a was such an important uh, day when uh, the producers of the Netflix documentary 1010 Productions, uh, you, you know, had to, or at least was on the spotlight. And remember, you know, the the Netflix uh, document docu series literally went a few went on live went live a few days before the, the trial started. Mm. And there are a number of details that uh, have gotten a lot of us speculating. Including two teams that are said to be to be investigating to be investigating uh, the case, uh, which therefore means that with two teams, the likelihood is that uh, the one does not know, the, the left does not know what the right what the right hand is doing. But uh, uh, most uh, you know, interestingly, as, as things would happen, uh, evidence would only be presented in court. So mm-hmm. what is in what is contained in in this. Uh, files would and, and these cases would only be presented uh, uh, in, in court. Mm. So I guess you know this is one of the many many revelations uh, that, that, that we are going to find uh, as time goes on. Uh, and speaking about the many revelations, uh, yes, that they, they claim that uh, Senzo Mayua was already dead when he was taken to hospital. The other one was about the revolver not being a nine millimeter pistol as was claimed in the case. So there's also that. And then uh, I think Tefo also mentioned the intention was to to dump Mayewa's body at the hospital mortuary rather than to get help. There's just... Yeah, I think we can sit and talk about this and, and, and surmise and, and, and go all over with, with this story. We'll just have to wait and see as the trial continues. 
in in the uh, so so uh, the, the most interesting thing as well is where it is taking South Africans, right? So when when you look, for instance, at the conversations uh, on on social media, particularly on Twitter, uh, there are key things. The first one is advocate for conduct in court, uh, where you know a lot of uh, people are, are questioning his line of questioning, the content of his questioning, and just the, the, his conduct. For instance, uh, he, he used a a swear word uh, in, in, in court, which is something that uh, does not happen often, or in fact, I was seeing it for the, happening for the first time uh, in, in, in court, right? And the magistrate did not seem to take kindly to that. And, and, and a lot of, uh, or at least some of the sentiment is that he seems somewhat to be uh, not so competent and he's hiding behind uh, all the theatrics. The, the second element then is, uh, you know, the, the, when is Kelly Kumalo coming to, coming to testify? And I guess this impatience uh, is also created by, listen, there were people who were in the house. Uh, as long as you have other people like Sajid Musia coming to testify, they may be relevant, but the, the, this kind of impatience uh, seems to be, to be growing, particularly around Kelly Kumalo and, and Longwe Tuala. Chikotwala's uh, son, and and the, the the third one really is is just around how uh, it, it it seems to be uh, you know a lot of not so relevant issues that are coming up that are not taking us closer to uh, closer to uh, knowing uh, what what has happened, and and like I say, you know, like I said during the the Oscar trial, I said. We have seen how long it took for us to get to the finality of Oscar's trial, and there was conclusive evidence. There was a conclusion to to to, to the case. I'm just hoping that South Africans, uh, you, you know, we, we continue to to be a lot more patient. We know that the justice, the justice system can, uh, you know, the, the 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 wheels can grind a lot slower. But, uh, but I'm hoping that we continue to be patient. And, uh, uh, you know, revelations, as they come up every day, they are going to shed a lot more light and we are going to be a lot more wiser uh, than we were the day earlier. I couldn't have said it better myself and we'll keep a close eye on that one as well. Lerato, the other one is Pizzo Mosimani, Al Ahli. Huge disappointment for the team. Um, They lost to Widat Casablanca in that final Pizzo's dream of three in a row dashed there as well. And uh, I love what he said after the match about um, the best team lost. <laughs> ah, man. Uh, and, and again, you know, this was, this was always going to be a big match, not only because, uh, you know, the, the two North African giants uh, were meeting, but remember before, uh, as part of the build-up, there was, uh, or at least al Ahli had written to uh, Kef complaining about the choice of the venue uh, because mm. they, were feel, they were feeling that, you know, they had been disadvantaged, they had been disadvantaged. And, and, and I guess, you know, it, it's some of that, uh, or at least some of those decisions that uh, one plays to the psyche of the players, the coaching, the coaching and the technical team. But, uh, you know, social media, majority of South Africans, or at least a lot of the sentiment, people were rooting for Pito. For, for mm. uh, and, and, and that, you know, uh, he did not get, get the, 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 the third uh, Africa Cup of Nations, or the, the, the CAF, uh, the CAF uh, Champions League, mm. it, it, it was said. And, and, and I guess 
a number of things came out. One, a lot of South Africans seem to be believing that that would have been, you know, uh, one more tipping point getting him closer to some sort of European coaching spot uh, recognition. Mm. And, and I guess we, we want that. You know, you remember the days when the kinds of film Masinga, Lucas Hadebe, uh, and a lot of our, you know, uh, soccer stars were able to play that trade internationally. Mm. And they were playing for the biggest teams. There was always this kind of pride. And I guess, you, you know, if we were to have a bit of Musimane, uh, coaching one of the senior or one of the major European league teams, we are going. It's almost going to create that that kind of, that kind of moment. Uh, of course, we've not missed out. We've not missed out because he uh, the the, the, the uh, Egyptian giant has, has still kept him. Uh, the only unfortunate part was one of the the senior play, one of the the ex senior players uh, at Al Ahly had uh, reported that. Uh, that Peter Musiman must actually let uh, Percy Tau go because he believes that he, uh, Percy is not giving uh, the the kind of or he does is not the kind of quality that Al Ahli Al Ahli deserves uh, and and I thought that it, it was really an unfair kind of criticism considering uh, you know in the semi final how instrumental Percy Tau was mm. uh, to getting the Egyptian giants. Uh, to qualify to, for, for, for the finals. But, but all around, the, the Egyptians themselves, you know, they are very happy or they are rather pleased. Uh, they are not happy that they lost, but mm. they are pleased that, you know, the, 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 the team, uh, you know, fought a, a very good battle, uh, although it may have been a 2-0 a two uh, loss that they suffered on the day. And I mean, like you said, the home venue for Widad Athletic was quite decisive in this result. And, uh, you know, Pizzo was saying if you play at a neutral ground, you can talk then about winning or losing. And I also remember before the game, there was a picture of Pizzo uh, seen removing barricades, which were preventing Al-Ahli from going into the stadium's main gate. So Al-Ahli's arrival already was delayed because the security there was unable to stop the fans from blocking the road. I mean, what is that? Uh, and, and this is something that, uh, you know, Kef has unfortunately failed to deal with, right? Uh, we, we've seen this a lot with uh, whenever Southern African teams uh, go up north, right? Whether it's East Af- particularly West Africa uh, and North Africa. You know, teams from the Southern African region are always subjected to uh, you know, bad mm. uh, kind of treatment. Whether it's and, and and the trouble is that you know, if you don't fly directly to a venue, you know, you have to fly to an airport and then take a a a, a bus a bus ride. You then find that they they provide the teams with you know subpar bus services. They arrive at subpar uh, hotel accommodation where you know they complain about food and the likes. So 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 I guess it's something that. Uh, unfortunately, unless Kef deals with it, we will always be here where, you know, uh, certain teams always feel robbed whenever uh, they, they, they prepare for their matches. And we know that you can't just uh, leave it to, it's about the 90 minutes in the field. Of course, it's about the 90 minutes in the field. But the, the preparation going there, the effects on the mental on the mental state of players whenever those tactics uh, you know, are played. You remember, you know, when when Orlando Pirates won uh, won the Champions League uh, back in in, in 1995. Mm. It it was the, the the kind of hostility that they were subjected through. Uh, the 
to throughout that. It has not changed uh, even even in, in 2022. It may not be as hostile, you know, like when one of the pirates was playing, there were soldiers in the field mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But it's something that uh, unless CAF addresses, and hopefully, you know, we have uh, Patrice Motsepe uh, at the helm, hopefully he will be a lot more empathetic and, and, and he's likely, you, you know, a part of his legacy will be to change this kind of uh, attitude and treatment of clubs where, you know, if you do this, you should be fined and, and, and heavily, you know, uh, particularly considering that, you know, and actually, for instance, whenever they receive clubs, they give them the, the highest quality mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, reception and South African teams uh, do likewise. Sure. Well, I love what one fan said uh, to uh, Pizzo. They were like, much love, Sir Pizzo. The odds were too great, but you gave it your all. Chin up and don't mind your haters. I think Pizzo will be back. Uh, no, no, listen, uh, if, if, if there's one thing that Pizzo has shown has been resilience, right? Uh, from mm. his days at, at Supersport, uh, rising, you, you know, up the ranks to when he was coaching Bafana Bafana, uh, you, you know, the odds were always against him while he was coaching Bafana Bafana, but he showed amazing resilience even when 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 he left. So so when when he joined uh, Mamelodi Sundowns again, you, you know, although he had a, a a blank check in terms of players that he could sign, but there were many other dynamics that he had to deal with. He prevailed even there. Uh, so so he, he's a kind of champion that. Uh, is not only you know, and uh, 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 he's not only an overachiever. He has the right kind of temperament and attitude. Of course, uh, he loses it from from time to time. It, it, it's it's acceptable, right? Uh, because he's human. But but uh, his kind of uh, you know uh, temperament and resilience, mm. and that is why you know, like uh, many other people who believe that he's ready for European uh, coaching job. I absolutely, you know, am, am looking forward to that kind of opportunity that, that, that you will get. But of course, you know, the advantage with, play, with coaching and Al-Akhli is that you're coaching one of the biggest teams on the continent, one of the most visible in terms of, you know, they are following uh, on social media, I think they are, they are the biggest team in terms of mm-hmm. uh, following on Twitter and the likes. So, so uh, he's, he's not at the wrong place. Well, I have to agree with Pizzo. That match should never have been played in Morocco. But let's go to Glen- <laughs> let's go to Glencore. Hashtag Glencore. The conversation about the company's admission of guilt about bribing government officials. Wow. Why are we not surprised? But I, I do believe President Cyril Ramaphosa is under fire after this uh, corruption scandal. Uh, you know, the, the, if, if there's one thing that has been highlighted during state capture, it has been the role of multinationals, right? So if you just, if you, at least we go back to uh, the audit firms in particular, right? Uh, and, and, the, 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 and, and unfortunately, you know, the, the economy, the way it is structured, there would always be a big four in this, that, or the other sector of the economy. Uh, you, you know, whether you look at auditing at the time, all the big four uh, companies were tainted in one way or the other. And it is not surprising that even in mining, particularly because Glencore is one of the major miners, uh, not only in South Africa, but across the world. Uh, but, but, you know, Ivan Glassenberg, the, you know, is, is one of the richest uh, mining bosses uh, in, in the world, the, mm. the founder, and, you know, one of the major owners of, of Glencore. 
it has always been murmured that uh, they, their operations are in places where governance is not always the best, right? And precisely because then they can uh, buy their way. They use patronage uh, to be able to operate. And whether, you know, it's about, uh, you know, uh, shunting communities around, being able to uh, get uh, mining rights, mining licenses uh, in an unscrupulous way and, and, and the likes. And it was just a matter of time before, uh, you know, some jurisdiction uh, uh, takes uh, them to court. The only unfortunate, and, and this, is, this is the sad part, right? And, and, and it was a sad discovery when, when I had, I was listening to Professor Patrick Bond on one of the radio stations uh, talking about, or at least outlining some of the details that, one, the case is by uh, Americans, right? And the case is sitting in America, uh, but the case is about how Glencore uh, paid their way through bribes and many other unscrupulous ways in African countries. But guess what, right? The, the, you know, the, the, now that Glencore has agreed to pay, uh, you know, a fine or, or pay some money, mm. uh, none of that money is going to go to the to the affected Af- uh, African countries. Hmm. All of that money is going to stay in the U.S. And, and, and I said, how unjust can the system be, right, where when you prosecute a company that does uh, these things uh, in, 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 an, in the African continent, and yet the beneficiaries are not uh, the, the Africans uh, the, 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 themselves. I think it's, 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 it's quite bizarre. And as you rightly then point out, the, it, it, it was for South Africa, it was always going to come under fire for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, uh, the, the issues that uh, Glencoe had always been pointed out uh, in, the, in, the ESCOM, in the ESCOM issue, mm-hmm. uh, particularly around how they were able to boss their way in terms of the kind of uh, rate they, they would get for the coal. Of course, uh, Glencorp uh, had sold its operations to South Africa, and now they are called. Op- they are now called op- Optimum Optimum uh, uh, Mine, and and uh, Optimum, right? Mm. And, and and that president, Cyril Ramaphosa, was, uh, the, was the, the chairman yes. uh, at the time. It was always going to be a, a, a talking point. Mm. But uh, most curiously. It is now around the state capture report where when you look at the finding, or at least when you just zone in into, into the finding, you then realize that, uh, of course, it's, it's in hindsight, right? or, or at least uh, the, the, the finding now came after the, our, our re- report is out, is that it's found that Glencore is, 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 a, is a serious, serious, you know, they, they contravene the, the laws and rules of, of countries, and here in South Africa, when you look at the, the state capture report, it, it's almost, they literally got away with, with murder if, if you consider that we didn't go into, or at least the state capture did not go in, in as, far as, as far as they should. Thankfully, we know that the opportunity has always been presented from the recommendations of Justice okay. Zondo's uh, report that uh, there should be uh, you know, further investigations, criminal, civil, or otherwise, that look into matter into other other matters further. So I'm really hoping that you know the, for instance, with what is started with uh, uh, Bandu Holomisa, the leader of the United Democratic Movement, uh, is you know trying to put pressure uh, through through Parliament. We are likely to see uh, some action.
but, but you know, uh, with the president as the affected party, I am. I think it's going to be curious to see. But lastly, it's it, it, uh, it, it's the elective ANC's elective congress, right? It may also be that uh, you know the, the, the president. And, and again, I'm just speculating that the, the machinery may want to delay uh, the issue as far as possible, just after uh, to be to to sit or, or at least take place. Uh, just after the, the December elective congress, because if anything were to come out now that mm. is conclusive, that uh, fingers him or at least points at him, it, it is likely to impact his chances of uh, reimagining uh, in the elective congress in December. Hmm. Mm. Now, what can I say? This just gets uh, again the the plot twists just keep uh, adding up and actually nothing is adding up if you also look at it <laughs> which leads to, to us straight into hashtag fuel prices oh man oh man uh, <laughs> where do you even start with this listen i, I I'm, I'm glad that we, we got some reprieve uh we did i'll be it very little uh you, you, you know uh, and again, the question always, or at least that, that I raised was, why did uh, Treasury and the Department of Minerals and Energy leave it so late, right? Because literally, as the petrol was going up uh, uh, this morning, or at least at midnight, there was an announcement a few hours earlier to say, listen, we are going to, to cut down on the, on, the, on the fuel levy, and South Africans will have some reprieve for, 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 the, for the next two months. Of course, their statement indicates that they will be working on some long-term, uh, long-term uh, uh, measures. You, you, you may have seen that there have been a number of social media advocates who have been, you know, uh, asking people to either sign some online petitions, uh, and, and a majority of them demonstrating how much, or at least the, the, the bulk of the proportion that goes just to uh, levies. And the call to action has been. South Africans must rise and ask government to, you know, remove some of these levies or at least reduce them uh, significantly. So significantly, whether it's uh, uh, the road accident fund, the fuel levy itself, uh, and, and the belief is that you know that there should be little tax, uh, particularly that the unfortunate part with uh, fuel fuel price going up is that while it may be going up and affecting us at the tank directly, mm. we know that uh, when you get to the teals, uh, bread, a lot of foodstuff, if not all of the foodstuff, is going to be a lot more expensive. And any other, and every other good that is then transported, uh, used, by, uh, you know, and produced by fuel, by, by, by oil, uh, is likely to, to, to increase and, uh, you know, exacerbate the cost of living that, you know, a lot of us, are under extreme pressure. Mm. Uh, and, you know, uh, Glencore, uh, not Glencore, Sibanya uh, Steel Mine is giving its CEO 300 million rent increase. It's refusing to give its employees a thousand, thousand rent uh, increase. And a lot of us are not even receiving increases uh, as, as, as things stand. So, so it's, 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 it's really uh, something that uh, one, I think, you know, the, the, the relief, and, and South Africans were not too excited about the cut of the fuel levy, but they were relieved that at least uh, there is some reprieve. I think it would be good to see what happens between now and uh, and the end of and end of uh, July, which uh, you know is the two months period that uh, Treasury and DMRE 
has given themselves to find a relatively long-lasting solution. Lerato, a lot of uh, talk around government should negotiate with Russia for a discounted oil price like other BRICS members, India, China. It's not as easy as that, right? No, 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 absolutely not. And and, and I guess the the biggest challenge uh, is is that uh, if if we all understand how, or at least if there's some understanding in terms of how we eventually get our fuel in, in our cars, is that you know you, you have uh, the, the the refineries that uh, already have uh, certain you know contracts in place. It, it therefore means that there would be a need for them to renegotiate those. But also they are private en- enterprises, right? But of course there was something that I in fact saw from the from the competition commissioner. Uh, who raised something that I thought it was interesting. While the, the you know the, the the negotiation with with a with a Russia may be a little bit far fetched, but also uh, it's it's not only about it being too far fetched. It's also about a you know if you are to decide now to negotiate with Russia when you know a lot of uh, many com- countries are imposing sanctions on it. What does it say about you, right? The likelihood is that uh, you know if you have uh, trade relations with America and you go and negotiate with with, with uh, Russia because you want to give your citizens uh, some relief, uh, you are then going to be hit on, on on the other side by the U.S. that may then impose sanctions or may you know withhold uh, certain uh, uh, you know some of the, the things that they would ordinarily uh, as part of the diplomatic and economic uh, relations. Uh, would be accrued to, to South Africans. What what was interest, what, what what I liked about what uh, uh, the competition commissioner said, and he said it on social media. I think it would be interesting to see whether they're going to. It's going to be an official position of the competition commission. He was saying it is it is high time petrol price is deregulated, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and I guess there we know that whenever uh, there's deregulation in the market, it therefore means that. Uh, all the oil companies can therefore compete. Uh, we see with bread, you know, some people would, you know, drive a little, a little bit further to a spa or the, one of their retailers to get the bread because it's cheaper or their foodstuff because it's cheaper and, and, and shopping around. So, so the advantage of deregulation is that uh, somebody will always offer a product uh, cheaper. And, and I'm wondering if uh, that is actually not something that uh, should be considered. But again, it's something that once it is presented, I guess we have to look at the pros and cons uh, of it uh, and, and, and see if it's something that can work for you and I as the consumers of a lot of petroleum goods. Oh, Lerato, I remember the days when uh, it was a big shock when petrol went up by like, I don't know, 35 cents or something ridiculous. And now look at us where we've come. Wow. Crazy! It feels like we're all being uh, gaslighted here. No, absolutely, and 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 you know, even those days when petrol was going up with thirty-five cents, uh, some of us with uh, small cars, we always used to see these guys with uh, gaslas, you know, whether SUVs <laughs> or big, they would always be the ones complaining. We would complain, but a little bit. But now, even the guys who drive the smallest of cars, uh, you know, whether it's a Canto and I ten or whichever, we are. We are all in, 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 in the same room crying about how expensive uh, this, this thing is.
I know. I can't, I can't even tell you uh, what my tank looks like right now. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sure you've got a full tank on your way. Um, we'll catch up with you again soon. Thank you so much, uh, Lerato. Always great having a chat with you about what's trending on social media. That's Lerato Tsekeng here on Sound Awake.